Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Woo-wee, a lot of things going on in the studio. We, we had our other studio with microphones going out and tech guys running out trying to fix stuff and guests coming in and out. And uh, But I can tell you this, we are calm. Serenity now, right, guys? So we've got the Absolutely. Kit. I'm so calm, I'm about taking a nap. <laughs> Well, that's, that's one of the things I like about you, Kenny. Kenny Nielsen, Mayor of Washington City, is here. <laughs> Brought a special friend with him. His name is Matt Liu. Matt is the Economic Development Director for Washington City. Previously, same job over in St. George. Is that right, Matt? Correct. Same job in St. George for about 15 years. Wow. You're, you're like a, almost a native now here. I am. I got <laughs> yeah. red sand in the shoe for sure. Yeah, a little red sand. Uh, and uh, let's see, when did you first move to Southern Utah? Was it 15 years ago? Oh, no. It was uh, late 90s. Oh, okay. So yeah. you've been here a while. Yeah, it's been here for a Very cool. Had an event yesterday. Uh, the Chamber of the St. George Area Chamber of Commerce went over to the Washington City Community Center, and uh, it was a presentation put together by these two gentlemen right here, Kenny Nielsen and Matt Liu. Uh, the state of the city, Washington City in particular, yesterday. How do you guys feel it went? Did you, did you get some good comments about uh, how everything went yesterday? Yeah, we had some really good comments. I was very pleased with our IT department. The, how they put that together. Oh, they were the good. The graphics yeah, were really were good. good. And, you know, sometimes you just get going day to day to day to day, and you don't realize what is accomplished and what we what the end products are. I mean, you look at the boilers park and mm-hmm. the other parks and the roads we've done and all the things that match heavily involved with it that are coming around to to fruition pretty quickly. You just have to sit there and go, wow. Yeah. We're well, we're doing a lot over in our crazy. little our little community. You've lived in Washington City your whole life, right? Basically, pretty, except pretty for much. when I went away to school and yeah. sought my fame and fortune in the Northwest, and didn't quite work out, so I came back home. How big was Washington when you were a little kid? I believe it was five hundred people. Five. Then we 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 kind of celebrated when we um, got to two thousand. Yeah. So it was like we, I tell everybody, uh, Telegraph Street was I fifteen when I grew up. So we moved to southern Utah in 94. We moved to Washington City and lived in Washington City for 19 years, starting in uh, 2001. And then we just sorry, Mayor, we just moved away. Last I year. know. Uh, it, you know, I mean, but but tell say? me, tell me the difference of what happened from 90, 90 uh, or 2001 when we moved into Washington City and uh, 2021 or 20 when we moved away. What, what changed in those 19 years? Well, the whole area changed. Yes, it did. Andy, you, from 2001 to probably 2010, you know, we went through a period there where the, the economy tanked. Yeah. And yeah, we so. all struggled. Yeah. And I'm, I was in that, I'm in that business, in the construction supply business. So we, we were just, some days we were just twiddling our thumbs. Did you, hoping get, to, did you get laid off or lose, no. lose hours or anything like that? No, they have me on commission sales. So oh, okay. if I don't make a sale, I don't eat. So, you just, yeah, so you just they, didn't get they any just money. say, well, get your, you know what, out there and start <laughs> finding the business. So, wow. Um, and then 2010 hit and you start seeing Tremendous. people coming in and coming in. And, and we've marketed the, you know what, out of this area tourism and each community and and it and then you have zion park and all of a sudden you're where we're at today washington city's 32 almost thirty-three thousand wow. people unbelievable and and we've got some 
magnificent things coming in that's really exciting, not only for Washington City, but I think for all of southern Utah. Well, let me stop you and ask you this, though, Kenny. Having watched Washington City go from a little baby, 500 people, to what it is now, which is, I would call a small city or or, or whatever, Mm -hmm. and uh, at some point, have you ever thought to yourself, we've got to stop this, this is too much, or, you know, being an old-timer here, or have you been, you know what, this is good. Which way are you leaning on that? It's good and bad, okay? okay? Uh, The challenge we have really is to keep the unity and community, I think. And I think everybody's facing that. Washington has unique geographic differences. We have the north end of I-15. We have the south end of the river. We have Coral Canyon, the Black Hill, and you have Old Town. So we have four communities within a community that we're Mm -hmm. trying to say, well, we want Washington City. Our tagline is, feels like home. Okay, And we want everybody that moves in, if a guy that's moving in today, we want him to make sure that we have that opportunity to have him, that Washington City feels like home to him. Like There's that. a lot of people that are moving in here that are breaking ties from generational families in California, up in the Northwest, in the back East. Salt and Lake. they are trying to now find their niche in life and their heritage and and raise their kids like I did. You know, my heritage, you know, the Nielsen family is an old-time family. I think we were the second wave in, okay? Mm-hmm. And and so I have that heritage. Some people don't, and they're trying to build that. And then I think they look for communities like ours to, to find that for their families. My uh, My sister moved here first, my older sister, with her family, uh, early 90s, and uh, we followed down, you know, a few years later, but uh, I give them a hard time. I'm like, you know, this is all your fault, all this growth here, because uh, the Griffin family brought in uh, first my sister and her family, and then uh, my myself, and then my family, and then my uh, my uh, other sister came down, and then my parents came down. They were actually came down to New Harmony first, and then down uh, into southern Utah. And now my brother just barely moved down with his wife. He's retired now, though, so he doesn't have you know family coming down. But they're you know they come to visit. So sure, uh, you know we. I, I don't want to point my finger and say, look at the growth. This is bad. It's killing us because. I was the growth. I was maybe just a little <laughs> bit ahead of everybody else, you know, a few years ahead of everybody else, but same same kind of concept. Yeah. So I, I don't mean to imply that growth is bad, and it, it would be selfish for us to say, this is an amazing place that we live. You can't come. Come that, here. You know, that, that right. wouldn't be fair, it right? Be, right, Matt? <laughs> exactly. You know, it's so interesting, but we do have those conversations with individuals that move mm-hmm. in. Talking to the mic, no. okay? It's but a if, direction mic. Yeah, there you go. With, with individuals that move in, so... I think like in any city, you know, especially with Washington City where it's at right now, every city goes through an evolution. It goes through a growth. Yeah. Um, there's a couple ways as city fathers or leaders like mayor and council members and city management, you know, could look at it and they could either go, okay, we will just kind of close our eyes or we will look at it with our eyes open and see what we can do to, I don't want to say control growth, but to do smart growth. Manage growth. Manage growth, exactly, Andy. Manage growth. And I think that's where we are at as far as Washington City. We have the opportunity to look around us, you know, see what, you know, our neighboring cities have done and are doing and and maybe learn a little bit from them and and maybe do some different things our own way. So it it makes it really unique, really interesting, uh, our time right now. But at at, at the same breath, you want to make sure that you keep that tradition, Mm -hmm. that uniqueness or that 
lack of a better word, spirit of the city alive and well. Because you know as well as I do, people will move here and they have no idea why. True. They'll come. Build it and they will come. Yeah, they'll come. They will So, you know, so we have two options. We can either not prepare for it or prepare for it. Now, the, the, a lot of factors obviously come into growth, uh, you know, crime, uh, traffic, et cetera. But the number one issue, and it's come up over and over again on this program, is it's a five-letter word, W-A-T-E-R, water. Um, you know, you were hired. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mayor. His position didn't exist before you hired him. Is that right? We had it at one point. We eliminated it about 2008. Okay. But it wasn't as... Intense, if that's the right word. Oh, it wasn't as robust. Robust, and yeah. so it, we thought it'd be nice to have somebody there and start thinking of moving us forward. But it just wasn't. The timing was not good. That's a better way to say. It, maybe the timing was not good when it, when it started coming and growing. And we have properties that are quite attractive to developers. We felt it was necessary to get somebody of match caliber mm-hmm. and enthusiasm. I mean, when you you can spend one second around Matt Lou and you know exactly the enthusiasm this man has he fires for, up, yeah. for not only Washington City but for the whole area, and that's and that's exciting to to have that, and it's fun to be a part of. I mean, his enthusiasm rubs off onto everybody. I want to. I want to go block for him, open up a hole that he can run through and <laughs> score a touchdown. That's that's what I feel. But, Appreciate uh, it. Now, your your job, though, Matt, when you got hired, your job was to manage and promote growth. Correct. Uh, there are people out there that say, "Well, growth is bad," but but I like what you were saying. Well, it, it's going to come. It's happening. How do we manage it? Talk about though, the relationship with water and your job, because without water, you don't have a job. Without water, there is no growth. Correct. Correct. Um, I, I think, you know, Zach Renstrom, you know, obviously Ron Thompson you know, in, the, in the district, uh, you know, I think they're doing a great job, you know, trying to help us forecast, you know, our needs and, and, and gain resources that way. Um, to tell you the truth, my initial uh, interest in, in looking at Washington City, to be honest, I wasn't really looking at water. Mm-hmm. I was looking at all the dirt that was out there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I went, man, this is going to be kind of fun. You know, I had opportunities you know, with Gary Esplin, city manager, Mayor MacArthur, Mayor Pike, and the council members in St. George to work with a lot of different projects, you know, Tech Ridge, the downtown City View, at WW Clyde over at, you know, um, uh, Desert, uh, Desert Color, and then mm-hmm. also the Burgesses over at Desert Canyon. So I, I was looking around, obviously, you know, my time here in St. George, 15 years, I've got to know a lot of people, uh, pretty much almost everybody in the development world, which has been very fortunate for me. It's been a blessing for me. Um, but going over and looking at Washington City, I just saw potential. Yeah. I just saw opportunity. A lot of it, yeah. That, like we talked about earlier, you know, every city goes through an evolution. You know, I believe, you know, being once upon a time a bedroom community, which was great, mm-hmm. but there's some negatives to that if you don't think forward uh, because there has to be the, the way we run cities is property tax and sales tax and fees. Um, so if you're only looking for property taxes and you're not looking on the other side of the fence for sales tax, yeah. somewhere somewhere down the line, your residents will have to probably pay for the maintenance of parks, of streets, well, law if we, enforcement. If we go just over to Ivan's, they mm-hmm. don't have a lot of commercial. There's some. Mm-hmm. 
but they don't have a lot of commercial. And so they're exactly what you're talking about. They're correct. relying on property taxes to do just about everything that they need. Correct, correct. And, and again, that's the opportunity that I saw with Washington City with all of these pockets, especially around Exit 13, which we're doing some great projects there. You know, the property that we annexed by the airport next to St. George City. Uh, mm-hmm. We just did that about two years ago. There's some opportunities there. But we just saw the opportunity to create some type of a sales tax base to kind of offset and balance that budgetary pool that will be hit, you know, through any city as they grow up. And I think that's kind of where we're at today in creating that stronger sales tax base to balance uh, the finances, balance the budgets, so that we can provide the services that we need to provide, that we want to provide for the residents of Washington City. Let's talk about yesterday you gave a number during your little speech uh, about number of building permits that were issued just in, in recent times. Talk, talk about that. Yeah, you. perfect. I appreciate that. Um, right now, this year, uh, we're again going to be on a record-setting pace. I was going to say, we need a drum roll because this number it, you're it, not going to believe. It, it is big. <laughs> I didn't know you played the drums, Ken. I don't. My son does. <laughs> we had several uh, record-breaking months. Uh, so far this fiscal year, October being the highest at 97 residential building permits in one month. 97 um, houses. The highest yeah. ever in Washington City was in 2018, and it was, 100, it was 716 building permits. Uh, currently, we are at 530 with four months to go. Wow. Um, so we will, we're projecting that we will exceed the record. So, again, we will probably break the record of residential building permits here this fiscal year. And, and this, taken into the account, a lot of the buildings that are being built are, are technically in St. George City, so you're not even getting those. You know, mm-hmm. out, out there where the, kind of the border is out there in the fields, you're not even getting those. So you're getting t- tons of growth. I guess that's where the bulk of the growth is, uh, right there, exit 13 and then out in the fields? Correct, correct. Um, we have been working with some developers, um, like, and we always do, uh, we got one developer uh, that's developing Long Valley, and that's about a 2,400 unit projected. 2,400 units. 2,400 units. 2,400 doors. Where yeah. are you going to put that in Long Valley? I'm trying to trying to you, place you it. You know where they, the the exit is off Washington Dam Road uh-huh. to go to Hurricane yeah. in Sand Hollow. Sure. If you went under that overpass, out into that area, they're going to develop that. Wow. And then okay. you have. The most recent award uh, to W.W. Clyde above exit 13 uh, between uh, Washington Parkway. Parkway yeah. The new Washington Parkway that we uh, just uh, built from Green Springs to 13. Between that and the reserve, that is uh, tagged for about another 2,400 units. <laughs> are these single-family units or are these uh, condos? Or? Probably a combination. It'll be a mix. Okay. It'll be a mix. Wow, crazy. All right, so obviously the growth is coming. We've got to figure out a way to manage it, like you said, and it starts with water, and it doesn't end with water, but it starts with water. What about the commercial side of things? And I know you've got some exciting things coming in, and we've got about four minutes to break. So maybe give us a couple little teases on what to expect, Matt, coming into Washington City. (laughs) Let's see. Um, in, In my realm, one of the bigger sales tax generators are auto dealerships. So we may talk about that a little bit later. Oh, uh, the, that the is other, a good tease. <laughs> the other, you know, is is maybe a box store. You know, at least I know from my experience in St. George, you know, Costco and the auto dealerships in St. George were the highest sales tax revenue generators. So obviously when you go into a new city, that's the first thing you try and accomplish. You're trying to figure out a way to build dealerships. You try to figure out a way to attract a, a big box store. 
again, that's not always a positive thing for a lot of the folks, but we all go there. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we all go there. So why not try and have one or go after one in a little community in Washington City? It seems like to me, you know, you're saying kind of, well, nobody wants one, but everybody wants one kind of thing. Uh, if you can figure out a way to manage the traffic, manage all the things that come with something like that, who doesn't want one five minutes away? Honestly, if you if you do it right, it seems like there that can be a ninety five percent positive thing. Perfect, exactly. Seems like exactly. Seems like, but, but we're not living in a perfect world, are we? <laughs> no, we no we are not. No, we are not. Just uh, just ask my wife; she knows all about me <laughs> me being imperfect. So, uh, all right, uh, yeah, you know, we still got three minutes till till weather break. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the water situation <clears throat> with all the people coming in. Uh, obviously, the Lake Powell pipeline. Zach Renson has come on the show many times and said, "Without the Lake Powell pipeline, we ha- the growth won't, and people are going to stop coming here because they won't have will be water rationing and things like that." Uh, is that something when you get the, all these permits, these applications for permits coming in? Is that something you have to factor in? Um, Mary, well, what are your thoughts? Um, I think at the back of our mind, you, you probably think it's about that. It's always there, right? It's yeah. always there. You know, the, the Conservancy District has has said, okay, w- every building permit, we're, we're going to obligate water because if you if you pay the fees to, to get a building permit and one the of those impact, fees is a, yeah. the impact fee, one of them is a water fee, yeah. okay, then then they are, I think, obligated and we feel obligated as part of the Water Conservancy District Board to make sure that people have the water available. Mm-hmm. Now, the reality is, we live in a desert. Yes, we do. And this year is a perfect example of the lack of water in a desert. Okay, mm-hmm. now we, I, don't, I, I can't even take back what I just said a second ago, and I can't project what I think will happen in the future weather-wise mm-hmm. to, re, to receive more, what, more, yeah. more water, more moisture. You know, we're hoping, you know, but if we have another year like we've, we're having this year like we had last year? I don't know, you know. Maybe we have to ask you, you know, to conserve even more. You know, some of you are probably conserving very well. But maybe we need to ask you to conserve even more. You know, it, it's disheartening to me when I drive around in my business and I see, especially in the summer at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, somebody has their automatic sprinklers on. And it's watering the concrete. And it's watering the concrete into the, the into the storm drain. Yeah. And and you'll I'll even notice that sometimes our parks are being watered at a time I think, why are we doing that? So maybe we, we not maybe, there's not a maybe anymore. I think we need to, as individuals, as communities, as neighborhoods, we need to, to look for ways to conserve more. Conservation is a wonderful method, but it's not the be-all, end-all. It's not. And- it, it's not because you, you – I have an, old, an adage, and I've told you this before. You have a lot of adages. I way. do. Yeah. You're an adage We guy. teach people correct principles and let them govern themselves. Some people don't know how to govern themselves. Hmm. And at times, I don't know how to govern myself, too. So I'm not saying I'm this all be-all, end-all person. But if we would practice that principle – in all that we do, I think we can extend uh, our our water. 
it's, it's kind of like raising a kid. You know, you try to teach them the right way to go, and eventually they're going to feel their oats and try some of their own things. And you hope eventually whatever you taught them sinks in. Right. And, and you know, and, and they start to go, okay, I, I see why I get it. That, that's the right way to do yeah. it now. Uh, we had a caller last, last time Zach Renstrom was on who really got on Zach a little bit. And he says, here's the big problem is not only do we have to get water, but even if we get water and the growth continues like it is, we're going to be short on water again in, you know, 15, 20 years, whatever it is. He said, he said, I've lived in communities that when they ran out of water, the quality of life went down. And so that goes back to you, Matt, as as a, as an economic development guy, how do you make sure that doesn't happen? Uh, if we start running short on water, trying to keep the quality of life high, you know, I think again, it's like all about priorities. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about looking at things, um, how to say proactively yeah. and, and a little bit more positive. In this day and age, a lot of times we look at things out, out of fear. And I think we need to stop looking at things out of fear a lot and of do that. the right yeah. things. There's a lot of that going around for sure, Matt. Uh, in, in fact, a lot of people say the pandemic is really more about hype and fear than anything. I'm not going to go that far. Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> because people really are getting sick. But certainly it feels like there's been a barrage of fearful messages out there about this pandemic. All right, guys, I'm going to let you take a, a little a three-minute break while I take care of some, some weather and other things, okay? Yeah, we'll, we'll be happy to do that. Kenny Nielsen and Matt Lou from Washington City here on Mayor. Welcome back to the program, 935 on Mayor Thursday. I have Mayor Kenny Nielsen with me today, and he brought his economic development director, Matt Lou, to the program. Guys, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it, Andy. Matt, Matt you, was teasing Andy. us a little bit, and, and I'm glad he did because it was a perfect setup for our next segment. Uh, people <laughs> want to know what businesses are coming. Uh, we've we've asked, you know, the mayor and people with St. George, but let's let's talk about Washington City. What are some of the businesses that are already inked and are for sure coming, Matt? So we are at the tail end of our second hotel that's uh, going to open within the last two years. Mm -hmm. uh, our first was Spring Hill Suites on yeah. exit, oh, exit 10. And uh, Best Western on exit 13 is about a week away of getting the certificate of occupancy. Are they, and they're not going to get it in time for the weekend, huh? They're trying. They're trying. <laughs> we'll help as much as we can. But, uh, yeah, they, they want to try and hit the President's Day weekend, but I'm not sure if they'll get there. But they're, yep. they are close. Locate the address on that, Best Western. Oh, my goodness. It's right off of exit 13 next to Turbles across the street from okay. Black Bear. So right by the, the roundabout. Yeah, okay. I, I apologize. I come from Hawaii. Everything is either a mountain or the ocean. And you just go around the islands. Hawaii, you ask where somebody is, they say, well, it's over there. And you say, when are you going to be there? I'll, I'll be there whenever. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, how do you get there? Oh, so there's a coconut tree. Take a left at the coconut <laughs> tree. There's a mango tree to the right. And take a right from there. And then right by the avocado tree, that's where we're at. I had a, a comedian did a bit about whether you know if it's an authentic Hawaiian tour. If it starts on time, that is definitely not authentic Hawaiian tour. Leave the bus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. get off go, the bus. Go, go get a real Hawaiian <laughs> for the, for the uh, tour. All right, so uh, Best Western Hotel. Very cool. All right, what Best else? Best Western Hotel, there is some conversations. Uh, not quite nailed down yet, but there's some great conversations. Um, in the front of Best Western, between Best Western and Black Bear, uh, a McDonald's is looking at that spot. Really? Uh, then to the, how do I say, the left of McDonald's. Remember talking to that mic. So oh, you were, we're sorry, the left of McDonald's. Um, there is uh, uh, another uh, Arby's, possibly, and possibly another Dutch Brothers uh, on Exit yeah. 13. My wife said, what's Dutch Brothers? That's like a coffee house. Right? It is. Kind of like a, a coffee house. Starbucks. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, and it's, it's pretty popular down here. Did, did it, by the way, Dutch Brothers, didn't, didn't it seem that came out of nowhere all of a sudden? Like, yeah. I never heard of it, and then boom, they're everywhere? Yeah. 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 I think the first was down on Sunset. Yeah. Um, that uh, 
came into the came to the air. But I think they're popular in California, okay. really popular in California. Okay. But again, f- on that location or that site, we have carved out forty acres um, to to be a potential auto mall. Auto mall. Yeah, wow. we've been working on this for a couple of years now. Um, the concept was kind of introduced. Um, and then we've worked with uh, some developers, uh, the Wheelers, uh, Jared and Ted. Uh, there's some local guys, local businessmen here. Jared Wheeler, I know him. Uh-huh. Something yeah. they do the St. George Auto. Oh, St. George Auto Gallery. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah I know Jared. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Jared, and then uh, Greg Whitehead, and a couple other folks from up north uh, that's uh, running point on this development. Uh, it is basically a Highline Auto Mall concept. Um, what does that mean? Basically, what you're looking at is. Uh, Automobiles that are the Audis, oh, like a Jag, the Land Rovers, yeah, the Jaguars, okay. the right. Porsches. You know, because most of the other brands are already represented in the area. Sure. And with auto malls and manufacturers, there are boundary uh, franchise uh, location agreements. That's right. They actually you can't the map up, and ex- you only you can't come into a certain area if someone already has. Exactly. It. So we had to, you know, we had to pivot and and find something that we don't have. And that's why we went with the Highline concept, because there's not really Highlines. But we do have a lot of our community members driving those cars. Mm-hmm. So normally, where would they go and get it serviced? Vegas. Vegas yeah. or up north. Yeah. So this will hopefully help them and not go too far and get these uh, cars serviced. So that's exciting. Like I said, anytime you've got a dealership in your city, uh, sales tax is, is, is very, very positive, very strong. So we're excited there. Bring some Ferrari and Lamborghini to town. That is sure. that is all part of the deal as well. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I could see Kenny Nielsen cruising up to Cedar every once in a while in his Lambo. And, yeah. Fluorescent yeah. green. With a, with a load of anchor bolts. and. <laughs> you only have one seat to work with next year, Kenny. So you gotta, you got to limit your supply there. So that's exciting for the city, you know, it having is. this uh, automall concept uh, evolve and, and, and come to fruition. I, I think we're excited there. And then across I-15, you have 80 acres that Sitla owns that has been designated for a medical village. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. And, but, and, and, we, and it's a non-IAC. That's the talk. Yeah, that's mm. the talk. We've, we've, got, we've, we've talked with uh, several different um, companies, hospitals, um, and we're getting close. Can, can we call it Dixie something since IHC doesn't want Dixie anymore? <laughs> I know. I've got to keep my mouth shut. Let's do, yeah. let's do the Fifth Amendment on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's exciting, you know, so, you know to have a, the possibility of, of landing a, a hospital in your community. Yeah, you know, whether absolutely. it's IHC or whether it's someone else, I think that's always a, how do I say, a, 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 a good boon? step, yeah. uh, a, a boon, a good step forward in, in, in your city growing and, and, and evolving. Um, and then you've got, again, the 570 acres that's mixed-use resort residential mm-hmm. is a concept that W.W. Clyde is working on currently. So your job is to make is to help facilitate this. Absolutely. Make it happen and manage it. Uh, and, you know, again, a lot of people say, well, what, what, what about, you know, what if we grow too fast? What if we get too much and we run out of water? Uh, you know, and and that's one of those things. Like, well, I, I can see that side of it now because I was, I was never, I would never say I was a pro growth guy. Like, let's go, go, go. But I, I've never been anti growth either. Mm-hmm. But now, some people have pointed out, you know, we've got a finite amount of water uh, right now. So, uh, do, do these these big companies that come in are they paying a giant impact fee to to understand that they're going to be using some water that we don't have a lot of? 
they will be paying you know their share of the impact fees there. Yeah. But again, I, I guess it goes back to your conversation and the mayor's comments a little bit earlier. You know, we've got to look at this more of a proactive, in my view, pro- mm-hmm. proactive ap- approach. But by that, I mean that there's a, a multi-prong approach. Mayor recalls, you know, talked about conservation. Absolutely. You know, reuse. That's another opportunity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. New sources, you know, Lake Powell Pipeline may fall into that. You know, the current sources. I think we just all need to come together and develop a plan that we all are comfortable with and at times understand that it may get aggressive and we may have to be, you know, a little bit more uncomfortable than we currently are. Hmm. Um, And I think by that I mean there's priorities, you know, at the end of the day that we need to facilitate a water resource too. You know, is it a hospital? You know, is it a school? You know, is it, you know, what are some of the things that is our needs versus some of the things that, yeah, that's cool to have if we could. And maybe we need to back off if it comes to that point of those things that are cool to have, but we don't need it to survive. Okay. We do need water to survive. So that's priority one. So we've got to do a better job managing that strategy to make sure that at the end of the day, we can all still live here and live a comfortable life. And that's a definition that's varied, uh, you know, among others, among everyone else. How, how did uh, what happened in March affect your job, Matt, with, as far as the, you know, trying to bring people and companies and, and everything into Washington City? Did you have to hit the pause button for a while? You know, good question. Uh, yeah, for me, 30 days, which is amazing because I thought, yeah. okay, I was going to hit the pause button for the entire 2020. Yeah. But, but because there was a pause button hit for about 30 days and some of the big projects that I've been working on, they continue to roll forward because a lot of it was in the planning processes, in the planning stages. So we kind of spent the time planning and strategizing hmm. and answering questions that maybe we didn't have answers for so that when we do roll out, it's a strong package you know, at the end of the day. So I, I think for the projects that, and what I've been involved with, it was a little different. You know, a lot of things was done via Zoom, you know, more so the face-to-face. It, wasn't, it was you know, eliminated, basically. Yeah. Um, but the groups that we were fortunate and are fortunate to work with, they still moved forward with their vision. You don't seem like a guy that would uh, quarantine, sit at home very, very well. You seem like the kind of guy that would that would drive you nuts. That no, true? yeah, that would drive me nuts. It'd probably drive my wife nuts more than anything else. <laughs> How many kids do you have? We have five. Five. How many are still home? Um, none. <laughs> They're all gone. Yeah, our youngest is twenty-four, and our oh. oldest twins are thirty-three. And, and oh. if you look at Matt, you think that the dude's like twenty-five years old. No, well, he got yeah. he got a little gray in there. I would have I would have yeah, put him at forty-five though, not. I, I guess you're a little older than that. Huh? Yeah. My birthday's tomorrow. And yeah? I'll Yay. be 57. Happy 57. birthday. 57. Happy that birthday, all. Matt. Yeah. Happy birthday, Matt. Thanks. So uh, that makes you the oldest guy in the room, Ken. Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And I look like I'm 10. <laughs> so can I, I add on to what there. Matt said yeah, go real ahead. quick? What was interesting about uh, our area during March, COVID, when it started, and we we're all thinking everything's going to shut down. The interesting thing about Southern Utah was, yeah, we paused for probably 30 days, and then it went right back. We actually had better sales tax months during COVID 
than than any other time because when well, we all know it, everybody came here because they could. Yeah. You know, yeah. we weren't as closed as our neighbors to the west and neighbors to the northeast and South and all that. And all and so the place, yeah. they were they were here and they were spending their money and and whether you liked that or not, it was uh, it was just it, it was what it was. And let me just say this. I, I really am grateful to our leaders. That includes you, Kenny, who <laughs> Thanks. Di- didn't freak out. Uh, you know, people know my, my position on COVID. I think it's a serious and real thing, but I think we overreacted, way overreacted in my opinion. Uh, but you didn't. For instance, I'm going to bring this example up, and maybe my friends at St. George City won't like this. They actually took down all the pickleball nets and would not let people play on their pickleball courts. Guess where we went and played? We were over Washington City because Kenny didn't take the nets down. Thank you, Kenny. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> we, you know, my emergencies, emergency services director, who is our, our fire chief, mm-hmm. uh, we, um, we had a lot of consternation over that. So we would go over to the pickleball court. And what was interesting, what I found, was people would come up to us and say, look, look what we're doing. We are trying to, we are social distancing. We're actually sanitizing our pickleballs mm-hmm. and our paddles mm-hmm. and we 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 want to have some place to recreate and we're going to do all we can to make sure that we don't spread any virus if we have it okay and then we opted also not to close our golf course and we we had a lot of consternation over that did and you catch some flack over that too? a ton yeah ton of flack uh, you know we were Here's a, a humorous example, okay? Okay. Uh, we were there, and, uh, and you know, we we're thinking about, well, let's just one person per cart, okay? Some of the kids we had to lay off at the community center, we brought them over there with sanitizers, and they every time somebody got in a cart, they after they got out, they sanitized it. Sure. Head to toe. Mm-hmm. So we're standing there one day, and this lady pulls up on a golf cart with her husband, and she goes, are you the mayor of Washington? Oh, yeah. She goes, you're not going to close your golf course down, are you? I go, well, you know, we're trying to do options to keep it open. You know, and she says, yeah, I get this social distancing, but see that guy in the car over there? That's my husband. And I've been with him for 50 years in all sorts of situations and intimate situations. I don't think I'm going to be worried about spreading a disease sitting next to that man. You can share a cart. And so, you know, it's like. You know, and then we had four guys come down from Salt Lake to spend a, all day in the car, and then they and then they can't sit in the and they together. can't sit in the golf cart. So <laughs> sometimes we, yeah. sometimes we have to go with a little more common sense. And I, I get it. I'm with you, Andy. I don't want COVID around. I don't want to get sick from COVID. I don't want people dying from COVID. But the reality is, they are, and we have to take precautions. We really have to take precautions. But we can also be smart about it. Great story online uh, a couple of weeks ago, Mayor, and, uh, and then I got to go to break here. But uh, a guy was stopped outside his house, and a neighbor came over and stopped him. And he was going to kind of hurry, hurry in the house because he didn't want to be very close to him because of COVID and everything. And the neighbor came up to him and he said, uh, "He said, uh, hey, I, I need a hug." And the guy's like, "Oh, I, you know, I don't want a hug." And he said, uh, "He's like, uh, I yeah." So he hugged him, and, and in in the course of the hug, the, the guy explained to him that he his wife had passed away the last week. Mm. Wow. His next door neighbor, he didn't even know 
that this guy's wife had passed wow. away because he was afraid of socializing with him. And he, he said, I was so angry. I was angry with myself for letting this disease take the humanity out of me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wasn't there for my neighbor when he needed me. And he says, that's not going to happen again. Yeah. So, all right, guys, we've got to get a break in uh, with Matt Liu and Kenny Nielsen from Washington City. And it's 6.50. Real quick, Joe Shoney is a sponsor of the show and has been for a couple of years now. Actually, for many years, two years with me here on the show. Joe's specialty is customer service. He's a loan consultant. So any kind of home loan, home equity line, whatever it is you might need, FHA, whatever, uh, Joe will take care of you, but the best part is he won't just uh, you know get it started and then leave you to your own devices. He will uh, walk you through it all the way through the process. His name is Joe Shoney. His number is 435-590-6300. We'll be back in 90 seconds. Have you heard of KeepDixieGreat.com? At KeepDixieGreat.com, we love Dixie and are fighting to keep the Dixie name at our university. You know, a portion of every sale goes to DSUHC.org to help them fight to keep the Dixie name through legal means. Check out our Andy Griffin Show t-shirts, Sugarloaf t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, and other swag. And right now, tees are two for $30 if you use the promotional code KDXU. That's two t-shirts for $30 with the promotional code KDXU. It's keepdixiegreat.com where shipping is always free. I am looking forward to that barbecue show tomorrow, 835 in the morning as Troy Paul's going to be in here in studio. We're going to talk about barbecuing me. That's like the, <laughs> these guys know. I, I, I basically pickle ball and barbecue and smoking meat. That's that's pretty much all I do anymore, guys. So. Priorities in life. Perfect. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah that's great priority. important things. Yeah. So. I got a Wait, question, Andy. Yeah. Tell us about the celebrity in your home. Uh, yeah, the uh, employee of the year. Yeah. I, I actually... You know, you guys, it's actually been, what, two, three weeks since the award was actually right. presented. Right, uh, It didn't get on social media for whatever reason. And maybe it's my fault as a husband or maybe it's your fault as a mayor. We didn't get it out. Right. It's all of our fault. It's yeah. all of our but, fault. But it should have been out there. Absolutely. And, and so, what, two or three days ago, it finally got out onto Facebook and Twitter and stuff. And she started getting phone calls from people. Hey, way to go. And she's really? like, oh, I've had it That's for two great. weeks. But, but yeah. And then uh, and thank you, Kenny, for recognizing sure. her at the, at the meeting yesterday. Yeah, and thank you for reminding me. Uh, and, you know, Andy, just... It, your wife Shelly is a gem for our our community, our city, Agreed. and the things that she does and has accomplished in her position. And she has such a pleasant demeanor. That's the that's we need. All of us need to be more like her in that in that fashion. She does. I, she doesn't seem to let things bother her, you know. And I, I think it's important that people know just a little bit of what she does and where she's at and yeah. what clientele she works with she, every single day she's the court clerk for Share washington us, city municipal court uh, uh, and, and, and uh and she deals with most of the time when people come in to see her they're angry oh yeah because they got a ticket or they got a citation or they got maybe arrested and so they come in to my wife not happy and almost without exception they leave happy you're right which best is friends. amazing i don't know how she best does it friends they're yeah. best friends. It's an incredible thing. And, you know, they're, 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 oh, here's a $400. I'm paying my fine. But it sure was good to talk to you today. It's like, <laughs> how does she do that? So She's that uh, amazing. Anyway, yeah. It's a talent. It's a talent. She, uh, long story short, I, I uh, actually quit the Spectrum. I was a sports editor at the Spectrum back in the 90s. I quit my job. And while I was looking for another job, she was like, maybe I should go to work. I have this degree I'm not using. Maybe I should go to work. She got on with uh, Carla Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, helped to hire her. Uh, the uh, uh, What's his name? Was the city manager at the time? Ralph McClure. Ralph McClure was the city manager. She got on uh, back back in the mid-90s and uh, uh, it's been there ever since. The rest is history. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. She actually, my 
mother, I think, trained her. Your mom did? I didn't know that. I think so. Wow. I, I'm tr- I'm just trying to think time frame, but I think maybe, maybe not. Maybe mom was before that, but she, my mother worked in the, in the traffic court, too, with Judge Bunnell. Nice. Yeah. Lee Bunnell, longtime judge, mm-hmm. uh, retired not that long ago, and uh, Thad's segment was doing a fantastic right, job. He is. The only bad thing about Thad is he's so good at everything. You guys want him for city attorney. He was a city councilman. <laughs> I mean, he, he could do it all, but yeah. I think he loves his job as judge so much. That you're, I think you're going to have a hard time pulling him away from well, that. So. And that's his choice. Yeah, you know. for sure. For We'd sure. love to have him be there. Six seven three five eight ninety. We have about four minutes left in the program. I haven't really opened it up for phone calls because we've been having so much fun yeah. talking. But if you do want to call and talk with Matt or Kenny, uh, Washington City uh, Matters at six seven three five eight nine zero. Matt, the future of Washington City uh, is it going to be a hundred thousand people in in twenty years, fifteen years, or or is it? I mean, is there a cap on how big Washington can get? Yeah, I believe there is a cap. Okay, you know, I believe there is a cap. Um, Mayor, what do you think are comfortable well, numbers? Well, Washington City, uh, for better or for worse, we're landlocked. We truly are a landlocked community. Is that because of the BLM? Well, of the no, not only no? that, but ge- geographically. Okay. Okay, and then we have St. George on one side, Hurricane on the other. So they're not probably going to say, well, hey, why don't you take Here, 5,000 acres there, but over there here? Are, but there are some wide open spaces there are, in between there the are, two. There are that are in the county that are, will be annexed into Washington City. I mean, that's already in the master plan, and the counties agreed to that. I would, I would think if we got to maybe 80,000, that would probably be about the max. Of, I would say maybe not quite there, but maybe, right around there. Maybe twice as much as we are now. Yeah. 60, 64, 70, 60, yeah. I think okay. that, that's yeah, manageable. And your job, Kenny, as long as you're mayor, is going to be trying to reunite. You mentioned the kind of the four different communities that make up Washington City. Yeah. Is trying to unite all those people because you have different demographics, you have different locations, geographics. Uh, that's, that can't be an easy task. It's a fun challenge to be able to meet with our constituents. And, and I, I will match our residents to any other residents in the county. They're great people. They, they're concerned about their community. They're concerned about what is happening and, and how it will affect them. I, I get that, you know, because it affects me, too, what we do and how we do it yeah. and how we go about it. Let's take a phone call. Hey, you're on with Andy with Matt Lou and Kenny Nielsen. What's up? You there? Is it me? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I have a question about the park, the trail systems. I see all these developers building communities. And I live out in the off Washington Fields Road, not not by the airport, but towards that way. And we really need to connect those trails from that point to Sullivan, to Linz, to the um, Maverick area by 1450, where St. George already has that trail. Mm-hmm. What do we need to do to get that implemented? Your thoughts, guys? We've got about a minute. Go ahead, Matt. I think all of those is in our master trail plan. Um, Obviously, we agree with you absolutely. Uh, I think a vibrant and well-designed trail system in a city cuts the city different from any other city. We understand that. We are working towards that. That's part of some of the impact fees that are charged with new development. Um, A lot of it is timing, and if you're like me, I'm impatient. I'd rather (laughs) see things happen sooner than later. But we hear your concern, and we see the vision 
and we are hoping to tie all of those trail systems in for you as well as the rest of the residents. Yeah. It'd be cool if you get on a bike or something and go all, all the, the way. Area. We're, see, yeah. we're actually working on one from uh, uh, Sun River to Zion Park. So Awesome. Guys, fantastic job. Thank you for coming Andy, on Andy, it's really Great good to, to see you. To. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it. Kenny Nielsen and Matt Liu. We've uh, used up our time. I'll be back tomorrow. Open line Friday. Look forward to talking to you then.